It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf expert, the golf fanatic, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Esser. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, here we go, Uncle Dave. Another Wednesday, another golf podcast. This week, we have the John Deere Classic. It's when we played in Silvis, Illinois at the TPC Deer Run. Last year's winner... Actually, the year before, because this one was canceled due to COVID, Dylan Fratelli. Uh, he's going to go off probably somewhere around the 12th favorite in this particular field. And the overall favorite for this particular tournament is going to be Daniel Berger right now at around 11-1. to 1. Uncle Dave, you and I, uh, we're going ahead. We're getting ready for the British Open next week. So, not going to have a lot of the top golfers in this particular field. You have some big names in there. You know, Siwoo Kim's in there, Lucas Glover. Brian Harmon, Russell Henley, Sanjay M. A decent little field here. Some of the uh, guys that we talk about each and every week, but those top golfers in the world won't be around. Uh, yesterday they had the match. Bryson DeChambeau, he actually won this tournament back in 2017. Uh, he's not in this field, and neither is Phil Mickelson. That was pretty interesting yesterday, Uncle Davis. It came down to uh, pretty much the last hole there. And my boy, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he seems like he has a pretty good putting game there, Uncle Dave. I don't know if you saw a whole hell of a lot of that one, but my man Aaron Rodgers looks like he can uh, go ahead and use the short stick there and, and get the job done. But we're going to go ahead and focus on this week, guys. We're going to go ahead. We'll do head-to-heads, make a miss to cut our top 40s, 30s, 20s, and 5s. And, of course, we'll go ahead and give out our winners. And I'll press Uncle Dave to go ahead and give out this week's Diamond in the Rough best bet. The reason I'm going to press Uncle Dave here for this particular tournament and this week to go ahead and get the job done. I didn't do any work on this particular tournament. I had a lot of stuff going on this week. I was prepping for UFC, prepping for the NBA Finals, and I figured I'd just leave this up to Uncle Dave, and I'll dive back in here next week when we get to the British Open. So, Uncle Dave, I want to go ahead. I want to start out with – why don't we go ahead and start out with last week. We gave out a bunch of picks last week. I'm not necessarily sure how you did exactly. I know that you had some make and miss the cuts that we were texting back and forth uh, that you did cash, but how did your week look overall last week? Yeah, I mean it was okay. I didn't have the guys where I where I wished I'd have put him. I had Cockrack first round leader. He, he finished twelfth. He had four solid rounds. He just didn't have the really good one. Had Homa twenty uh, fifth, but he blew up Saturday. Had Kisner to win, uh, and he had his chances. I uh, you know he was I think the thirty sixth or whole leader or whatnot. He had, he finished eighth. I did cash Tringali to make the cut. I did cash Joaquin Neiman top ten plus two twenty five. I know our boy. Sharp Not Square on Twitter did have him to win, and that was because I was kind of kind of rooting for him to win in one sense because our friends would make money, and in another sense I wanted him to lose so I wouldn't be so pissed. I only played him top ten, so I mean it wasn't horrible. You know, I had a lot of guys do well, but you know we didn't get the big score. But you know that's the way this goes. Speaking of our buddy Sharp Not Square, one of our Twitter followers, he went ahead, he gave out a pick, and you and I were trying to go ahead and find you know how the hell we can go ahead and fade Kramer Hickok in a head-to-head, and he came up and he found uh, Lee Bode, or whatever the hell his name is, Lee, Lee, how do you say that, Uncle Dave? Lee Bioda. Lee Bioda. He goes ahead and he gave him out. He found him, I believe it was on Bovada or something like that, uh, in a head-to-head, and sure enough, uh, that was a good call by you and I, and he, and he went ahead and tracked that down. So big thanks to uh, Sharp Not Square on Twitter. Uncle Dave, I want to go ahead and jump right into this one. Uh, I am short on time today, so I got to hustle and get some stuff done here. Let's go ahead and let's jump into... Our first round leaders, as we do each and every week, I'll let you go ahead and rip and run on this first round leader. Who are you looking at? What do you got? 
Yeah, I'm going to take Henley 40 to 1 first round leader. I mean, his, his worst area of concern for me is off the tee, but he's fourth in shots gained on approach. And I, you know, this is a course where I don't think tee shots are going to be uh, overly critical. It's, it's fairly narrow and tree line, but not, not awful. He took last week off, could have been in the spotlight a whole lot, but he was 13th at the U.S. Open, 19th at the Travelers. Uh, and if it wasn't for a final round, 26 at the U.S. Open, he'd still be on everybody's radar. Second here a couple of years ago, opening round 64, Sunday round of 61. So I'm also going to use him minus 125, top 20, because although he can win uh, 20 to 1 for his win odds, seemed like a little bit more better of a live bet for me. And some interesting stats for you guys that are going to do some of your own work. Uh, in this particular tournament, uh, 10 of the last 11 winners have played here before. Nine of the last 11 had at least one top five this year. Seven of the last 11 winners were 20th or higher in a previous John Deere Classic. So, you know, there's no need for length. As I said, two, two of the three par fives are under four, 540 yards, so there is that. Another guy I use a lot, and I, and I can't not this week, Pat McIsire, 66 to 1. You know, we always like him early. He's He's got great first-round stats. He went through a tough stretch at the Memorial, the Palmetto, and the Trials. He missed cut in all three. Last week, he fired an opening round 68, closing round 64. Uh, and he played well here two years ago. So at 66 to 1, I'm going to go to the well. And of course, I'm taking my boy Brian Harmon, 33 to 1, first round leader. Uh, I try to do that almost every tournament because he's always in there. And the, uh, the upside there is he does have a fairly early tee time. Uh, so those would be my first round leaders, Sleepy. All right. So there's Uncle Dave going ahead, giving out his first round leaders. I noticed that Streelman there, Uncle Dave, has a very early tee time. I think he might be one of the, I'm going to say, maybe first two groups to go ahead and tee off. And I noticed that his odds uh, right now to go ahead and get first round leader right around 40 to 1. But he was one of the favorites. So maybe I'll go ahead. I'll plug him in uh, for one of my picks this week. I'm not sure yet, but more than likely I'm probably going to go ahead and follow your stuff before I go ahead and trust my stuff. Because I, as I had mentioned, I didn't do uh, any work for this particular tournament. Uh, let's jump into some. Make him miss the cut there, Uncle Dave. This is something that I'll definitely look into, and I will go ahead and I'll put that out on Twitter. I generally make him miss the cut. You know, it's something that I can go ahead and dive into over the next couple of days. I don't have to have that done um, in advance. So I'll let you go ahead and rip a run. Make him miss the cut there, Uncle Dave. What are you looking at? Yeah, that was a tough one this week. You know, to be honest, I'm, I'm, what I'm seeing I, it doesn't have a lot of value either way. You know, they don't put everyone out there. Uh, but if you're holding a gun to my head, I'm going to bet Steve Stricker and Zach Johnson to make the cut. You know, they're, they're both expensive, so small pizzas only. They've both done well here in the past, and I think this is really a, a course for the OGs to make some money. So that's the best I could come up with there, Sleepy. I'm not surprised that you went ahead and you picked guys like that. I mean, these are the older guys who have been around for quite some time, but and I'm hearing a lot about fantasy guys, and a lot of them are going ahead and picking guys like Stricker, you know, to go ahead and have a pretty good tournament. Let's jump over to our head-to-heads. Uh, last week, one of our Twitter guys that we had mentioned, Sharp Square, went ahead and gave us a, a pretty good pick that he went ahead and found. We don't necessarily have anything that we're looking for particular this week, but if Sharp Square wants to go ahead and go ahead and share some uh, of the picks that he likes this week, feel free. We'll go ahead. We'll we'll give those out on Twitter as well and go ahead and shout out our guys who are always you know willing to go ahead and help and also support the podcast uh, each and every week. So, Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and rip a run on this one. Head to heads, what are you looking at? Head-to-heads, I got a couple here that I like, um, or one, and then I'm going to need some help. Aaron Wise, minus 125 over Cam Davis. Uh, and this is a case of knowing that some people who I have golf betting respect for 
really like Aaron Wise this week. So to me, this is like we faded Hickok last week and the extra holes. And, and I see no reason not to make a similar bet this week. You know, Davis played extra holes. I think both of these guys are in the British Open next week. And Davis doesn't need the FedEx Cup points. Um, you know, I think the caveat here, and this is something else if you're looking at doing your own work, um, there's more guys in this tournament that are going to play in the British Open than I expected. So I can see someone or several someones more or less tanking, if you will, if they don't play well Thursday. So I think there's going to be a lot of live betting ops Thursday night. Um, another guy I want to bet on, haven't found a good matchup yet, Scott Stallings. He was very consistent last week. He hit 84% of his fairways, didn't lose strokes anywhere. Uh, and I'll probably also throw him plus 120 to finish top 40. Uh, so if you can find a, uh, a head-to-head uh, to bet on Scott Stallings, I think that's a good bet. So, good day. With what you were just saying there with the, with the FedEx Cup rankings, let's just take a look at maybe some of the guys who were just on the fringe of getting in and some of the guys that are actually comfortably in. So would you expect the guys who are comfortably in maybe just to go out there, you know, if they're playing in the British, to just go out, get two rounds under their belt, you know, maybe go out there, work out some of the kinks that, that they're in their game right now, you know, before the British starts. Maybe look to fade those guys and those guys who are on the fringe, you know, who, who actually need to go ahead and finish well, you know, look at backing those guys more than anybody in this particular tournament. Is that one of your particular ways you're going to go ahead and try to attack this thing? I mean, yeah, absolutely, because some of these guys are that are that are just outside are are, are running out of real estate. Really, there you know there aren't that many tournaments left before they actually start the FedEx Cup. So some of those guys that are just inside or just outside the top one twenty five, um, I, I think you'll see. Uh, and we did a little bit of that last week, and it worked out. I think you'll see you'll see them play better than maybe that people expect. And you know, some of those guys that are in the top hundred. You know, um, you know, Higo already is, Lucas Glover, um, Jason Day. You know, they don't have any any real reason to play well. I mean, they're not all playing in this tournament. I, Glover maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, those guys that are that are solidly in, uh, you know, Cam Davis I think would be one of them that, you know, got the British next week, overtime last week. Um, you know, does he have a real reason to put in a lot of, a lot of you know, does he really want to play 72 holes of any sort of stressful golf? I don't think so. Uh, looking back through the odds here, Uncle Dave, Lucas Glover is in this field. He's going to be 60 to 1. Why don't we jump into some of our top 40s, 30s, 20s, 10s, and our 5s? Yeah, I always have those. That's kind of been my bread and butter. Uh, Dylan Fratelli, you mentioned him earlier. He won here last year. And normally, I don't like taking someone for a back-to-back. But he was fifth in Augusta. Then he... Missed a cut in seven of his last nine events, so why would we consider betting on Dylan? Well, again, he's 130th in FedEx Cup points, and, you know, you need to be the top 125, and he's running out of tournaments. And, you know, he's obviously got a comfort level of this course, and with a, with a relatively weak field, he's got an opportunity he might not have again this year. So I bet him T30 at plus 150. You know, you could obviously go higher, lower, whatever. I tend to be a little more conservative. Seamus Power. I almost used him last week, um, so I'm glad he didn't do really well. But he did hit 78% of his greens in regulation. He was plus almost a stroke and a half in shots game putting. So, you know, he's another guy that's just barely on the outside looking in at the FedEx Cup. Um, he was 16th there two years ago, and he's had two top 10s and two top 20s in his last four events. I mean, he does everything well after his tee shot. That's his, 
his weak link, if you will. And I, I think, as I said, tee shots might be the least important factor this week. So top 20 at plus 150. Um, another reason for that is plus 150. It seems like it should be higher for someone that's the 237th ranked golfer in the world. So I think books and or sharper betters probably agree here. Um, Alexander Norin, guy I, I almost used last week and and kind of kind of pissed at myself. Another guy that could use FedEx Cup points, but he's not in dire need. But he shot an eight under Sunday, and he was 13th at the Memorial. So, you know, you look at his stats, this is a case where they don't necessarily warrant a serious look, but he's playing well, you know, and, and any one of these guys are capable. But he's had top 25s or better in his last eight events. So even money for a top 30 finish just looks too easy not to. And oftentimes I'm a proponent of, of overlooking the ones that look too easy, uh, but not here. I will take him. Um, I will take your boy, Hank Libiota. You know, got some got some press, but, you know, here's a guy that between January and March missed five of seven cuts. Now he's made six straight, a fourth and a fifth in the last two weeks, seven of eight rounds in the 60s. Now, he doesn't have a PGA win, uh, and now he's actually in the FedEx Cup. This is a dude that's made more money in the last two weeks than he made all of last year. So, I mean, if anybody can play loose without expectations, it's Hank. So, you know, he's still not getting any respect. So, plus 175, top 30, love that one. Daniel Berger, he's the prohibitive favorite, you know, but you guys know I don't go there. Um, but even money, top 10, you know, some some interesting info. Berger, over the last five years, he's played in 13 events the week before a major with seven top fives. You know, and, and top fives just plus 225 if you want to go that route. Uh, but, again, I'll – I'll take the conservative route and maybe maybe bet a little bit more money on that one. So those are my those are my top whatever, Sleepy. All right, well, saw a picture from Uncle Dave. I wonder if Berger is probably doing that purposely. There, Uncle Dave, saying, you know what, these fields are going to be weak, and maybe he feels like you know this is a good time for him to go ahead and pick up those points and pick up a ton of money. I mean, he is the favorite, but I want to circle back to. You know, something that you mentioned with Fratelli, you said that he was right on the fringe there, Uncle Dave, you know, to going ahead and getting in the playoffs, you know, for the FedEx Cup. Let's say Fratelli goes out and he ends up with a top 10 or a top five finish there, Uncle Dave. Let's say he's, you know, right on that mark. He's sitting, you know, right at 125. What does a top five or a top 10 finish do, you know, when it comes to the playoff rankings? How far up will he move, you know, with that particular type of strong finish? Yeah, actually, good question. Um, you know, you get 500 points for a win, um, you know, and, and, and that will pretty much obviously probably put you in the top 125 uh, without a doubt. Uh, but there's a there's a big difference. You know, second is 300, third is 190, and then it then it starts to drop down to, you know, 190, 85. So some of those guys, 100 points makes a difference. Some of those guys, 300 points makes a huge difference. So, yeah, there's definitely incentive uh, and not just to finish top 20, but to finish really top five. So it seems like it's pretty safe to say if, you know, you're right on the fringes and you have a pretty good tournament result that there's a good chance you're going to end up in the playoffs. So I think that's a good way for me to go ahead and probably dig into some stuff uh, before this thing kicks off tomorrow. Look at some of those guys on the fringes and maybe go ahead and play those guys to finish, you know, top 20, top 30, top 40, somewhere around there. If they can go ahead and, uh, get a decent amount of points and go ahead and sneak in the playoffs. That might be a way that I'll go ahead and do a little bit of work for this particular tournament. 
uh, with our top 40s and all that stuff out of the way. Let's start out with the winners there, Uncle Dave. As we have mentioned, not a whole lot of the world's greatest golfers for this particular tournament. So I want to know which way you're going to go. You got any long shots in there, Uncle Dave? You got any favorites? What are you looking at? You know, I don't have a lot of those, Sleepy. I'll be honest with you because there's just too many that could win. You know, I think a lot of the guys I've already given out could win. Um, if you want to slot them differently than me, um, feel free. That that happens quite a bit. Um, I am going to take Brian Harmon to win. Um, he is uh, primed to do so. It's a course for him, too. Remember, he's not a long hitter. Um, great driver, great putter. But I think my favorite two-win bet, Kevin Streelman. It's a guy I think you've used a few times. I bet him at 28-1 to one yesterday. He's down to 25-1. to one, You know, and and this is a guy, I think it has some value. You know, two weeks ago uh, at the Travelers, he was a, a very popular pick. Um, I think he had four consecutive top 20s coming into that. He had a 72, which kind of knocked him out of, of serious contention, which is hardly a blowout, but it left him on the wrong side of the cut line. Um, so now we, we move forward to this week. This is an OG course, and Streelman is 42 years old. But you look at what he does. Shots gained off the tee, 45th. 33rd approach to the green, around the green, gain strokes, on the green, gain strokes, tee to green, gain strokes, shots gain total, 38th. I mean, he doesn't have any serious weaknesses. So I think when all is said and done, uh, you know, 25 or 28 to 1 for Kevin Streelman to win is a solid, solid bet. You know, and some other guys that I have not um, thrown out there um, that – you probably could put somewhere, maybe even to win, I don't know, you know, Kramer Hickok. You know, he didn't play badly last week, but, you know, I think that was solely based on the week before. You know, he, he, he's he's in good form. Um, another guy I, I want to put somewhere is Aaron Baddeley. He was terrible off the tee last week. Uh, not great on approach, but great putting. So it's another guy that's an OG with a chance to make some money. Um, and and Chesson Hadley. Shot a 32 on the front nine Sunday, 82% of greens and regulations. It's probably let him down a little bit. But there's a guy that's 116th in the FedEx, so he could really use a, a good finish. So there's another guy that you probably want to put somewhere you know, if you're into adding more risk. All right, so there you go, Uncle Dave, with all his winners. Right now I want to go ahead and get Uncle Dave's uh, diamond in the rough in the best bet for this week. Uncle Dave, what are you looking at for this week? Doug Gim, plus 110 for top 40. Um, here's a guy that quietly finished 32nd last week. He was 54th at the Travelers. But if you look at his his round by round, he hasn't had a round over 72 in his last couple of tournaments. So he's playing really well. Um, does he need FedEx Cup points? Um, he's 81st, believe it or not. So no, he doesn't need them, but he certainly could use them. You know, just this year alone, he was fifth at the American Express. He was 11th in New Orleans. He was 14th at the Charles Schwab. So, you know, he's had a career low of 63. Um, you know, he's been, uh, last year, I think he had a, a T18, a T20, T31. So I think this is a guy, you know, he's a young guy. He's only 25. I think this is a guy not a lot of people know a lot about. Uh, that uh, plus 110 for top 40. Um, I really do love that bet, Sleepy. I think he's a. An under the radar guy. He he struggles on the on the green at times, but as I said, 
he's in good form right now. Um, last eight rounds, four of them under 60, none over 72. Uh, and with a weak field or weaker field, I think you have to you have to love that bet. So Doug Gim, top 40, plus 110, will be my diamond in the rough. And we hope Doug Gim stays out of the rough. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go, guys. There's Uncle Dave's diamond in the rough best bet. You got all Uncle Dave's winners, head-to-heads, make the cuts, first-round leaders in all his top 40s and 20s. Uh, my apologies for not going ahead and getting this stuff done, but I kind of needed a couple day break here. I had a lot of stuff getting done here with the UFC and uh, a lot of the NBA final stuff. I want to go ahead and finish strong and I'm really diving into baseball right now. So uh, just was not an ideal week for me to go ahead and do golf stuff. So we'll rely there on Uncle Dave, which is never a bad bet. But you guys know where to find us on Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame, Dave underscore Asler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com with that said I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck in the golf tournament enjoy the games